0: Hey guys, welcome back to Westeros Weekly, the show that answers your biggest questions about Game of Thrones. I'm Philip Molina, and here with me this week is... Eric Voss!
1: Boom. This is the second of two preview episodes that we're doing before the eighth season premiere on April 14th.
0: It is almost here, yes. which is nuts. <laughs> uh, a reminder that this show is now a podcast. You can get this, also Eric's Game of Thrones episode breakdowns that he's going to be doing throughout the season, and our debrief show, all in audio form. Uh, they come out earlier on the podcast podcast streams yes. than the videos do on YouTube. So for instance, if you guys are like the kind that are going to be tweeting at Eric, where's the effing breakdown? Uh, just get on uh, your podcast app yes. and subscribe to the westeros weekly podcast specifically you can do that on itunes himalaya wherever you get your podcasts and here's the tr- the truth of it it's really important at the beginning of a, of a new podcast that we get a new subscription so if you're watching this even if you prefer the video version please go to itunes and subscribe to to this podcast uh, it helps us out a lot with doing more of these yeah just helping new rock stars in general talk yeah. more about this stuff for you yeah all right let's start as we always do the big question.
1: Whoa! <laughs> oh no! <Whoa>! Oh <laughs> uh, look
0: at those
1: pearly whites. A three-eyed raven upgraded eyes. from two eyes. eyes last week. Uh eyes can be white too. What did this raven ask us? Big question, <laughs> what does the Night King
0: want? Right. Great so, question. So every week we, we start with the big question. This is the question that we're really going to go into this episode. Later uh-huh. on, we're going to go into more uh, questions that you guys sent to us uh, on Twitter with the hashtag Westeros Weekly. Uh, obviously, there are so many going uh, into this season, but we're going to start specifically. This one actually came from one of you guys at Bacon Awesome Love. What does the Night King want? Uh, this is kind of like the, the big question of what's his
1: real plan? Like yes. We've
0: never known his plan because he
1: don't speak. He doesn't, he never talks, and he's not even in the books either, so there's another version of the character that's in the books we'll talk about later, but really this has just been the threat that's been from the very first scene of the entire series. The White Walkers have been this looming presence now. Uh, I guess you could say they're a booming presence. They're like taking down the wall. Uh, the Night King has a dragon. They're headed south. They're headed for Winterfell. Uh, they're a full-blown opponent uh, for all the living characters on the show, an existential threat for everyone who's currently living and breathing. And we don't know, exactly what his agenda is but we have to assume that it's something more than just global conquest or uh, well I mean destruction. We,
0: if it were something else we could certainly like uh, be worried that that would be as lame as that right where it's just like I want global conquest of a, a made-up planet <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like I don't I don't think it's gonna be that I think something that Game of Thrones has done really well especially honestly the show is always bring things backward to the characters and that it's actually our characters that we're already familiar with that are the most important in the overall events of, of Westeros. So that's kind of the route we're gonna take here. If you're wondering what's his greater plan, we think at least it's actually directly tied to a character on this show that currently exists and we know the name of so there's a reason night King is you know he's this evil ancient force he's coming south now after thousands yeah. of years Why right now? yeah he could have done this at, at any point when when they were much weaker maybe before there were dragons around right mm-hmm. which yeah. is, which is a big threat so it makes sense that it that for some reason it's tied to the people who are alive right now and also just genuinely that's better storytelling, right? Yes. It'd be like if, if uh, you're watching Halloween and, and you're like, oh man, Mike Myers is such a threat and then suddenly like a, a, a Sharknado comes in and it ends right. the movie for you. It'd be like, why, do, why did that happen? Unless instead it's like, no, this Sharknado is motivated by the character. Like the initial shark is who created Michael Myers at the beginning of the whole thing. Right. We just want that to tie backwards.
1: Yeah, some of you could say, well, it's purely a seasonal thing. The Night King's just coming south because it's the first time we've had a long night level winter. But then it's just like, well, if it's just natural forces, then it's like, oh, well, the shark attacked Amity Island just because it was summer. Like that's right. not as exciting. And you Jeeper just did his creeper just because it was 28 <laughs> years later. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, what's our first theory of, uh, what do we think would be the most satisfying character that might be the object of the, the true motivation? Uh, yeah. For affections? him. <laughs>
0: well, I, I think obviously we, we have to go directly to the person we've seen him kind of uh, uh, bitchy glare at the most, <laughs> uh, which is Jon Snow. Yes. So, the multiple times that these guys have faced off, I think it's really interesting that the Night King was like unstoppable and yet he didn't kill Jon Snow. Uh, yeah. It feels like he, multiple times Jon Snow could have died other than the time he died, mm-hmm. uh, but, but he still could have died. And it feels like maybe, this is just a the real theory mode here, uh, Night King doesn't want to kill Jon Snow. Hmm. It could be, obviously there's a bunch of uh, different reasons. Uh, one is kind of like maybe he wants to work with Jon Snow. Maybe he uh. wants to... to Get Jon Snow in a certain scenario, and then maybe Jon can come to his side or become an heir. But I I actually think, if you think about the fact that Jon Snow is kind of on this path that is feels unfinished, right? Mm-hmm. He's been resurrected before, which might be essential to where the Night King wants to place Jon Snow. Then this could all make sense as part of Jon potentially becoming Azora High or uh-huh. the prince that was promised. Yes. Uh, if Jon is on this desti- destiny path that has all these requirements, it could be that he needs to be placed in an exact certain status where he has accepted what I'm going to call the mantle of Azor high, right? He's mm-hmm. not, he's not already Azor high. He needs to, you know, it, that prophecy goes with, with killing his, his baby mama, right? Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of very specific things that need to happen. That might need to be exactly who John becomes. And then the night King can either try to turn him or kill him or something. Mm-hmm. But it's all about John actually has to achieve that
1: status first. That's interesting. And, Maybe we could be looking at a scenario where the Night King, because he seems to be a Green Seer, one of the people in the Game of Thrones universe who can see into the future and see events before they happen, as uh, Jojen Reed and Bran is, Uh, is it possible that the Night King knows that his death is imminent and is looking for this heir to replace him to lead the White Walkers? And that's the way that Jon could vanquish the forces of the Night King by becoming a new leader and taking them back north. There's this idea that Jon could follow in the same steps of uh, Cold Hands in the books, but they merge the character with Benjen. Stark in the show, uh, and the way Benjen Stark had that kind of half-white uh, appearance, you know, uh, is... Mulatto. <laughs> a different uh, phonetic pronunciation of white. Uh, oh. He said that he was gotcha. stabbed in the heart with dragon glass when he was about to die, and that allowed him to stay in this weirdly pseudo-immortal state. And some people are thinking that that could be Jon's fate, and the way that he has been brought back to life before, and the way that the Night King was created by the Children of the Force by being stabbed in the, in the mm-hmm. heart with the a dragonglass blade that that could be John's fate and he could fill in to become the new night King or the night's King, which we'll talk about more in, in this episode and become the new leader of the white walkers.
0: And well, and kind of moving on to our, our next person that I think it, this could be about it, it, but it still connects here. Uh, let's remember I, I, the reason I was saying that maybe Azora High is a mantle that you can uh, earn or achieve uh, is because maybe uh no one currently has it. The night King is down to, to wait until John has it, but he doesn't kill John early because John will not have become a yet. And then mm. maybe somebody else can become a high uh-huh. So he's waiting for someone to become officially Azor High and then he can kill them. Uh, but uh, for example, let's say John does go down. Well, the azura prophecy is, is very 2019. It's gender neutral. That's true. Right. Yeah. It, it could be anyone. So yeah, they
1: said it was Prince or princess as a technical. Exactly. Yeah. In the,
0: uh, Yeah. So it could be Daenerys. Yes. Daenerys could actually be the princess that was promised. She has a lot of uh, things that line up with the prophecy Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So kind of same idea, uh, but maybe his whole motivation is waiting till she... Ends up as Azor high and then taking her
1: down because she's the only one that could potentially stop him. Right, and she does have dragons, and some are saying like he didn't really know dragons existed in their full form this way with the three that she had until more recent seasons of the show. But again, if we assume that he's a Green Seer, that he can see things that are happening all over Westeros and Essos, then maybe he knew that these uh, dragons existed. There's also the the long running debate uh, over what is the true source of magic in this show. Is it the return of the white walkers that are reactivating formerly dead magic, mm-hmm. or is it the return of the dragon eggs? Is it like the egg or the king, which came first, right? Uh, and I King uh, yeah. King <laughs> uh, But the uh, dragon eggs, I feel like are this kind of sleeping magic that came from Essos somewhere deep in the shadowlands, and the night king possibly saw these dragon eggs there as a looming presence. Because, of course, dragons existed throughout the Targaryen dynasty for years and years, but they were dying out. They were becoming weaker and weaker over generations. Little baby dog-sized dragons. yeah, and then they they, they were sickly and they would die, you know. But in this case, maybe he's like, oh, this is going to reemerge as a major threat to my power, and I have to destroy or consume this superpower and he's already done it with one of the dragons and maybe he's going right. to do it with the other two.
0: Uh, Daenerys's dragons are similar at least to, to Balarian and these ancient yes. dragons that are known to be these huge threats so it is kind of, you know, there's been a reawakening in the dragon force yes. so he, he could potentially... Have suddenly care because this is legit magic that's going on, and maybe he wants to wield all of the magic. He clearly has his own kind of ice based magic, mm-hmm. uh, which could mean why. Also, I'm just going to remind everyone the wall was supposedly protected by a magical barrier as yes. well as just being real cold. Um, so, <laughs> and very it, tall and yeah, thick. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And wall ish. Uh, So it might not have just been fire that was needed to to take Mm -hmm. it down, but specifically a kind of magical fire that was being wielded by the Night King. That kind of could be one kind of microcosm of his overall plan of, I need to wield all the the magic Mm -hmm. under my power in order to achieve my plan. So maybe he actually needed there, he needed to wait until there were
1: dragons Mm -hmm. of a certain status around again so he could wield them so he could cross the wall. And then his ultimate plan there, if we just assume that dragons Dragons are a tool to get to his greater plan. His plan, if we assume it's Daenerys, would just be to take out the person who could uh, potentially be a check on that power as someone who yeah, has a nuclear code. Yeah, I mean, they're codes, her, her yeah. children, right? Too. Yeah.
0: It's like, like, hey, I need your son to, to do this crazy thing. It's kind of like, no, these are my kids. Like, like, no, thank you. So he has to kill her, obviously, in right. order to take them. Yeah.
1: Well, there's another potential source of magic that could be the his main target, Bran, right? Uh, Brandon Stark, or Young Brands. Yeah, like Brandon. So,
0: so obviously these two are, are linked pretty intensely, right? Uh, and I think if you kind of g- remember, go back to uh, season six is when they have their, their interactions yes. and uh, the night King uh, suddenly and, and violently gropes Bran <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and it catches Bran off guard, uh-huh. but it, le- it leaves a mark uh, that Bran will show you on a doll if you, if you need. <laughs> but uh, the, those, there was clearly some sort of transference in that moment uh-huh. and it could be some sort of uh, power transference, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there, there is the fact that Bran is the, the Three-Eyed Raven. Mm-hmm. At this point, the Three-Eyed Raven comes with its own magical abilities tied to the Children of the Forest. Yes. So, again, it kind of goes with that same theory of if the Night King already has his own magic that he's wielding, but he kind of wants to be the one vessel of all magic, you know, then he's maybe after Bran, who is the current wielder of the most strong opposing force of magic, yes. and also the magic that probably made him.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, and that's a good point, because the Children of the Forest, we saw in Season 6 in this flashback the children of the forest created the white walkers it was a big reveal that they uh, created them as this like uh white weapon of mass destruction right in their war with mm-hmm. the first men back in ancient times and it ended up being this kind of thing that blew up in their faces maybe because they found out white walkers have this way of reproducing and growing their numbers out of their own control and became a threat that in the way that you could argue nuclear power has become a threat to our own existence and blows up in our face and blows up in our face yeah. so we might be seeing a scenario where the Night King feels some kind of anger at his own existence and is going after the Children of the Forest. And maybe the Three-Eyed Raven is the human link that he has with the Children of the Forest. And Bran, as a new Three-Eyed Raven, is his new target because he wants to get back at them. And also he's the, he's the biggest threat. Right. Right. He has the actual real power that he has of uh, sight, the green scene, and yeah. uh, connections with the natural world and the power of the old gods.
0: I like how like epic this all sounds and like based on like, prophecy and destiny and whatnot, but that you kind of also implied that like it's rooted in like self-hatred, yes. where he's just like, so, oh, why am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate me.
1: Like, he looks at his reflection in like a frozen pond and just yeah, shatters it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> stupid! Your, your stupid spiky hair. He can't get his spiked hair right. <laughs> Those exactly.
1: yeah. uh, frosted tips. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we should we should acknowledge the fact that this is going deep, deep, deep into theory, and the books seem to love to go into this backstory because they are books, and that's the point of books. We're talking <laughs> about a show, and they have like hinted at some of this like deeper mythology. It will be very interesting to see if the show—interesting is my word to use for um, surprising or potentially polarizing—with a lot of people who watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. uh, if the show decides to go this deep into theory for these final six episodes in order to provide some answers and. and payoff for people who have these questions. But it is a potential way that they could go. And we have a a deeper uh, possible theory uh, for the direction the Night King could be going in regards to the Children of the Forest if that is his main M.O., right? Yeah.
0: Isn't there also that theory with Bran where like I mean, I know it's, it's really out there, but that idea that Bran maybe like warged backward oh, yes. into the the first man who was turned into the Night King. Yes. Bran In, equals and, Night King. Exactly. Yeah. The Bran equals Night King theory, where essentially like he he is fighting himself all, all these years later. Uh, and you know, it's kind of like now the Night King has to go back and stop the old version of himself from stopping the new version like that kind of complicated yes. Back to the Future 2. Kind right. of like time travel right. l- well, logic,
1: and like it's almost like that movie Predestination. You see the Ethan Hawke movie where yeah, he's like right, he's right, fighting his right. own grandfather. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that whole complicated idea, that thought experiment. And if it, this sounds crazy to you, we have made a video about. It. I think we made a video about this right after season seven ended. This is something that established by the show. Like uh, history as we knew it had already been affected by time travel that happened later in the series. Hodor. The reason Hodor says Hodor over and over again is that his mind was essentially fried. From a time that would later happen in the future, where Bran went back in time to when he was a boy, right? It's unstuck in time, door.
0: like logic, or whatever. Or the slaughterhouse five kind of yes. uh, energy. But what if the being uns- unstuck in time usually means essentially time travel through through consciousness? Right. But it often doesn't really change anything. Uh, then there's kind of the quantum leap version of being on mm-hmm. sunken time where you hop around and you make these small impacts and then there's kind of what's almost more realistic of game of thrones it's like oh you enter someone else's brain where there already is a consciousness and you fry their brain right. by doing that and there's
1: there's evidence of this that you can get trapped in someone's body back in time like in the sunken place essentially the old three-eyed raven told Bran you can get trapped underneath the waves jojen reed warned him about this you can't work for too long because you'll get trapped there you can get trapped inside that body. Uh, like Tobias in the Animorphs. He became a Nothblit to yeah, get trapped in the body exactly. of a hawk. I'm going to work in Animorphs reference as much <laughs> as I can. But the uh, there's also this, people tie this theory to lots of historical events in Westeros. People believe that the Mad King may have gone mad because it was Bran telling him in the past to burn them all, burn being the White Walkers, but then the Mad Kings just started to lose his mind the way Hodor, you could say, did, and just decided to apply that to wildfire and all of his political enemies.
0: Right. It's interesting, this idea of brand has a megaphone that's kind of too loud for humans to process it reminds me of is it in dogma Maybe uh, where the voice of God is too overwhelming for people to hear it.
1: Oh, so they their so, heads explode when basically they basically their yeah. heads
0: explode. Yeah. yeah, but that's what he's doing. Just like he because it's kind of silly. Also, Bran's like, "Hey, maybe we should burn them all." And it's like a hundred uh, years earlier or something. Like a guy goes nuts and kills a bunch of people because yeah. he like Bran just said that once.
1: And wouldn't that be ironic if the old gods, as the people of Westeros know them, are actually people from the future speaking to them from the future? I mean, isn't that
0: what being a god is in modern time? Is like aliens uh helping Egyptians yeah it's just build the it's pyramid. just not understanding right yes. like somebody came in and said some amazing shit
1: you're are you just working like, in
0: McConaughey from Interstellar? And uh,
1: uh,
0: I'll work in a McConaughey reference every time you do an Animorph <laughs> reference. <laughs> <Deal>.
1: <laughs> That's our deal. Uh, but let's talk about yeah. uh, maybe more broadly, the Night King could be aimed at the entire Stark family. So what's right. the idea with that? So the
0: Starks are one of these families that can be traced all the way back to the 1950s uh, <laughs> no, or even before that, and they were some of the, like the first men. Uh, and there is this, clearly we've already seen the idea that the Night King comes from the First Men, uh, most likely, yes. but it also could potentially be a Stark. He ah, just yes. straight up could be a Stark, right? There's that quote of old Nan's where she, she's not talking about this version of the Night King. She's talking about the Night's King
1: yeah, in the books. Yeah, apostrophe S. Yeah,
0: which, uh, which is uh, Could be the same character. We actually don't really know because the the show doesn't mention that one, and the book doesn't mention uh, the Night King. Uh, So say it is the same one, though. Even Old Nan, who is the definitive uh, like anything she says is true uh, person, uh, she's saying you know people think he could be a Bolton, uh, he could be an Umber, a Flint, uh,
1: but then she settles on no, he was a Stark. Yeah, the Night's King was a guy who was a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and he decided, he fell in love with either a white or a white walker. It's not really clear, but he's one of these guys who basically betrayed the the brothers of the Night's Watch and became this mysterious uh, uh, myth-about figure. But the idea is this guy was a Stark. So if the show might tether that link together and decide that the Night King, as we've seen on the show, is actually this guy. He's an ancient Stark and might have some kind of lingering grudge against the surviving current generation of the Stark family.
0: Yeah, which especially makes sense if you stick with that logic we were saying at the beginning of like just keep the characters we already know, and, mm-hmm. and and so this idea of is the knight's king the same as the night king? It's like it would kind of suck if they now brought out a character that's like okay, it's gonna be hard to keep track of, but this guy he's called knight's king, <laughs> like, right? And they're gonna and they're gonna be very like commonly confused. Like I, I don't think they're gonna do that.
1: Yeah, and and the showrunners of the show, Hoff and Weiss, are studied academics when it comes to the books. Like they're the ones who got the show because they correctly guessed who Jon right. Snow's real mother was when they pitched it, the idea to George R. R. Martin. So the idea of that. They had never heard of the Night King or might have misread it and created a new character called the Night King. There's going to be some greater influence, I believe, from the Night King, as we've seen him on the show, from uh, the character in the books. There's, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some kind of backstory to him that right. could be connected to the Stark Well, story. And,
0: and speaking of, of his potential backstory, there's a few things we know from the show. So let's say we do take some stuff from from the books and we do connect back to the stuff we were talking about with Bran earlier, you know, being connected to the the uh, Children of the forest. I'm kind of thinking that, you know, we're talking about the Night King's greater motivation. One element that, you know, so great, we have these character motivations. One thing I'm wondering is, like, where's he headed? Right? Yes. I don't think it's like a, a beachfront condo in Dorne. Yeah. Like, I think he actually has a very specific place he's trying to get to on the other side of the wall. I'm curious if maybe part of his plan is all about getting to the Isle of Faces. Oh, right. Yes. right. So and- if, if you guys uh, don't remember, uh, that's in the southern Riverlands, basically, uh, and it could be where the children of the forest have run off because they, they were cast off and almost all killed. Right. If there are any children of the forest left, it could be where these uh, there's like a bunch of weirwood uh, trees there. Yes. It's kind of like their uh, networking closet, you know, yes. where, where like all the weirwood, weirwood trees yeah. meet and you have to reset the weirwood trees uh, yeah. when it goes down. Yeah. Uh, but it's also where the children of the uh, forest and the first men signed that initial treaty. Yes, uh, And it also could be where the Night King was created. So if there's any kind yes. of sacred, magical Native American burial ground where
1: everything goes back to, it could be that place. Yeah, we
0: think that because
1: uh, I think it was some old breakdowns that we did where we saw that spiral symbol that the children of right. the forest used and the Night King and the White Walkers are Reappropriated it, and we found out that it's because the White Walkers were birthed from the Children of the Forest, and that's why they reuse their symbols. Uh, that shot, that place where the Night King was created, we don't know exactly where that was. We don't know if it was north of the Wall. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it was uh, somewhere south of the Wall. And one theory is that that could be on the Isle of Faces, where it was kind of the capital of the Children of the Forest. It's the last place where they ended up settling, and to this day, we don't know much about it other than like a some cult of uh, of green. I believe is what they're called, go out to the Scots. They, they, they're yeah. the only ones who are allowed <laughs> yeah. on that aisle, and they keep up the weirwood trees, and they basically, I guess, they, they're the guys who like light the torches under orchard trees to, to keep it, they, they keep it well kept. Mm-hmm. They're a groundskeeper willies who <laughs> make their way <laughs> yeah. out to this aisle, um, And that could be where the Night King is headed, because that could be the last known location of the Children of the Forest, and that might be his true objective in order to eliminate this threat of these uh, little uh, horrible elves Keeplers. who created him and brought him yeah. into the world. that i mean that would be interesting it might be a little random for people who are watching the show without as dedicated of an understanding of the books sure but at the same time it's kind of like hey whatever happened to the keeblers like you know what (laughs) i mean like if you were watching the show it
0: is one of the things that you know uh we we obviously as we go through this this season we're going to be like wondering hey are they going to pay this off are going to pay that off Uh, one of the things is kind of like how about that whole involvement of the children of the forest all the magic here or is it gonna i don't think it's gonna stay so political
1: Yeah, I think it's got to go into this stuff. it does have some mix. uh, But I feel like if it doesn't stay so political and doesn't go too much in the myth, I think then we're just talking about the main objective of the characters and their whole story arc with John and Daenerys and what their destiny is. Yeah, and
0: who they're going to end up with, uh,
1: which Jorah Mormont, I'm still hoping, (laughs) just finds his way back in there. And that actually could be the main objective of the Night King is this connection between John and Daenerys, right? Yeah, he's trying to join their friend zone. Yes. Yeah. Just the, all the people <laughs> all that really are wants. in line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, waiting for for a
0: spot with Danny. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Barristan saw me. is—he's eh, gone. Oh, he's so gone. there's well, there's room.
1: You can't have too many suitors. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: uh, speaking from experience, Eric. Uh,
1: well, in my experience—you can never have enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the so but, but the point you're trying to make about if the Night King is motivated by not just John and not just Danny, but maybe their union, then you're talking baby.
1: Yes. The baby that well, probably exists, right? I mean, those eyes that they gave each other during the boat sex, those are uh, pregnancy Unprotected eyes. eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you certainly... You yeah. know right away when it happens, I've been told, right? Yeah. Well, and you, there's you, only you, one purpose to have sex, I've been pop. instructed, <laughs> is to procreate. Yeah. I um, had really terrible sex education growing up. Uh, <laughs> real it does, backwards. It
0: does feel like in like narrative stories like this or whatever, like you know, any act of sex kind of results in a kid, and that kid is like destined for some amazing story. Yes. Uh, unlike very much real life. <laughs>
1: well, we know <laughs> that. Or <where> they're the... <laughs>
0: destined to host YouTube videos.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <maybe. laughs> the Night King has a history of wanting male babies. He got them from Crafter. Oh. oh, right, he does though. Yes, he yeah. does. He kidnaps them. He converts them into that's like his main way of uh procreation because it doesn't seem like the the white walkers can procreate the traditional way and this yeah. is a way that well, they there's a chance serve.
0: that that one who has the big staff and the horse sort of that could be a lady white walker we, we don't know it got nice hair yeah we don't yeah. yeah but as far as we know we haven't seen any white walkers who are women right as far as we know
1: Yes, and we don't know if this is a matter of like keeping their because it seems like they live forever once they're created. I mean, the Night King is thousands and thousands of years old himself, so I think as long as they don't accidentally trip and fall into some dragon glass, right. they're gonna be fine. But I think he just wants to grow his numbers, not just like create an army of undead well, whites. But
0: but what if I give you a, a stronger push of maybe there's a reason like why he needs to grow his numbers and it's not just the fact that I just want a, a literal bigger army. Maybe there it, it's essential that so say we were saying the. Azor High theories earlier of mm-hmm. you know, maybe Danny's a Zora high, maybe John's a Zora high. Really great argument for their baby to be a Zora high, right? And you know, I, I don't know that the Night King can do his little press on fingernail touch to your forehead to to adults, but he certainly can do them with babies. Mm-hmm. So if it, that's a Zora high, the person that's destined to kill them, kill him, and he knows that that's the truth, then he's going back to the baby version, he's terminatoring. Right, uh, he's right. like, yeah, he's like he's John like, Connor. Yeah, or yeah. or or well, he's, or he's like the T eight hundred that's yes. sent back to baby John Connor, uh-huh. uh, or or Linda Hamilton uh, when she <laughs> uh, just off offset. Uh-huh. Uh, but just the idea of like taking out this threat when you know it's the Hitler theory. Yes. Right, if you could go back in time, you got to kill a baby Hitler. It's it's part of it. What's really interesting on that is. What if this baby is, like, baby Hitler? And, like, Night King is like, look, you guys don't know. This gets so
1: much worse. Wow. Night King did nothing wrong. Night King <laughs> yeah. is the protagonist <laughs> hero of the story, and it's really us who are the monsters. Yeah, I really like uh, uh, you
0: guys taking that quote of Eric saying, the Night King did nothing wrong, <laughs> and just, like, just making you pay for
1: that for the rest <laughs> yeah, of your yeah. career. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, that that is an interesting take, right? Like, a lot of people are saying this baby uh, between John and Danny is, if not Ozorahai or the prince of his Promises, at least the... Song of Ice and Fire, you know, literalized on the show. Some people are saying John is already that Song of Ice and Fire, so why does this baby need to also be the Song of Ice and Fire? But we just don't know the circumstances, or even if this baby exists, but we don't know what the circumstances It'll be very interesting to see how that baby is born, if he does or she does come to pass, and what uh, significance they will have on the show. There's also uh, just a reminder that, you know, Stark
0: Blood does have magic to it. Uh, You know, that's why uh, most likely Bran is able to warg, why they're able to have this special connection with the direwolves, oh, yeah. where they essentially are, are all wargs. Uh, Targaryen blood famously also has that that connection to dragons. So the, it's not insignificant. It's not, uh, you know, Gilly's baby. Right. <laughs> it's not just any baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty significant baby. If that baby doesn't have... Well, I, I love what We don't even know that if this baby exists, but it's got to because they had sex once. Right. Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> but if it, if
0: it exists, it has to be super important.
1: Yes, I think it, it must be. And if it's not like the fusion of uh, of two magical bloodlines, it could just be the perception of the fusion of those that is enough of a threat for the Night King to want to take it out or bring it into his own clan and his own race.
0: I like the idea of the, the imagery you were just doing with your hands is like the Night King will deliver the baby and he's this like, you got this, Danny. Push, yeah, exactly. push. Yeah, like yeah,
1: Seven centimeters. <laughs> I mean, it could be compared to Voldemort, right? Voldemort thought that Harry Potter was the, uh, the greatest threat and the prophecy, so his thinking that Harry Potter was the threat ended up fulfilling his own prophecy and making Harry Potter the threat. It could have been, uh, what's-his-face, Longbottom for uh, all we knew. No.
0: Unless it was uh, uh, puberty, uh, powers of puberty, yeah. uh, I don't think it would have been We just
1: Longbottom. need uh, J.K. Rowling to rewrite canon again to make sure yeah. Everyone's
0: gay now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everyone's gay and they make their poop disappear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh boy. Uh, if you're keeping up with that, that's great. Yes. Uh,
0: Alright, so uh, moving on, we are going to get to more of your guys' questions. Oh my god, the ravens. (laughs) They just uh, collided into a cage. Okay. Uh, We're going to get to more of your questions in a second Um, and we're going to do some rapid fire ones. But new segment that we're going to bring up, uh, the death pool. Oh. Yeah. So Eric and I each, thank you, each filled out a death pool well we started our ideas on a bracket for a death pool um, but we're going to talk through a little bit of, of our thinking here but you guys can actually play along with us on guestthethrone.com so we're going to pick who we think are going to live or die during the, this final season of the show but there is still time for you guys to join just search for the Westeros weekly pool on guestthethrone.com and then you just enter and you can compare it. well we'll see your predictions compared to ours compared to everybody else that enters and obviously we'll, we're going to give shout outs to the people that are performing the best and and we're going to give a prize to the ultimate winner and it could be eric's job
1: yes it's yeah <laughs> Take it. Yeah, this, if if you can have a great uh, guess the guess the throne pool, and if it's better than mine, you know what? You deserve to have this job. You deserve to have a job, and that will never deal with Game of Thrones again. <laughs> For the show will be done. Yeah. But if you can if you can beat me on that, then my, my heads off to you. <laughs>
0: uh, so all right, so you guys go there and you kind of consider these names as we're going to go through and consider some of them right now. But uh, we're just going to kind of like let you know our thinking on, on bracket sure. stuff. We don't. We're yeah. not going to have the same bracket by the way. No, just so yeah. you know.
1: You no, know, I don't want us. Have the same brand.
0: All right, it doesn't work out well for us. <laughs> All right, Jon Snow. So uh, live or die.
1: I, I mean, think. I think Jon Snow is. I think we're a yes on Jon Snow, and uh, <laughs> only because I think the show will want to make a statement about Jon Snow's behavior and reward him with the opportunity to right. live. Right, he's he's
0: adjusted and changed, and he had he's a character that literally had an oath to death right and then he still changed away from that oath and did the most amazing thing of sleeping with a wildling yes uh but he but he showed that he was willing to bend right and bend the knee Uh, so uh, yeah i'm down also i think i think john's gonna make it also because like you know don't kill a dude twice yeah uh
1: danny i think danny uh is a goner and i think the telltale moment for me is in season seven when she had an opportunity to show that she was a wiser more apt and more able Deserving ruler, and she she executed the Tarleys just to make by a point. fire. And and granted, the Tarleys, a lot of you guys point out in the comments, they had an opportunity to bend the knee, and they still didn't. But she, they kind of forced her to that position where she had to execute them to make a point. But also, like but,
0: cooking isn't like the only form of execution, right? right. She
1: still had to uh, bend toward her. Uh, flare for the dramatic. And yeah, I like think Ned Stark
0: executed somebody in the pilot, and we think he's the most noble guy out there, right? It's not yeah. the execution; it's the yeah. fact that she kind of tortured them.
1: I think her death will be something that will be used to motivate John into mm-hmm. whatever his, the next final phase of and his is journey is. Part of the potential prophecy,
0: uh, uh, killing Nissa, Nissa yes. uh, if if that John is the prince that was promised. All right. This is a fan fave, so uh, you could see it going another way. Tyrion.
1: Yes, I'm going to say Tyrion survives, and not only that, he becomes the most likely of the people we've seen to become ruler of what's whatever's left over of Westeros. Interesting. And most deserving, I think George R. R. Martin has obviously, if you read the books. Tyrion's the best character to, to read his chapters. He's the character you're most excited for, has the best lines, seemed to be the wisest character on the show. And I think it would be a shame to if George R. R. Martin's just like, you know what, no, it's not his story after all, and he doesn't deserve it. Well, that kind of like
0: uh, is a slap in the face to the people that think that it's Samuel Tarley's story. Because uh, a lot of people do. A lot of I'm people think that... slapping them in the face. <laughs> a lot of people do think that it's like, you know, this is all a story that that Sam is, is telling... Uh, in the future, right? And he's he's mm-hmm. recording the story, the Song of Ice and Fire, uh, and it's all, he's, you know, the equivalent of George R. R. Martin. Uh, I just like that you're kind of like, or we just make it Tyrion. It was I don't fun. think they're mutually
1: exclusive. I think they both can, like, uh, The Sam is the guy who writes down this Song of Ice and Fire, and Tyrion is his historical source who he uh, talks yeah, to. Yeah, and then, so Tyrion's a ruler.
0: Sam, like, shaves his head and, like, starts speaking softly and becomes the Varus to, <laughs> to Tyrion. That'd yes. be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, all
1: right. So uh, I think I'm good on... Uh, Tyrion surviving.
0: Me too. I think so too. Yeah. Arya. Okay. So I think that she is either going to well, the bracket doesn't allow for this, but either going to disappear into the east. Uh, sorry, into the west. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> the exact west opposite of, of what I said. Yeah, yeah, to see what's west of Westeros. Uh, she's essentially going to be the Christopher Columbus or something, or the Magellan or something of of that world, or she dies. Yes. And she dies because she sticks too closely to needing to c- continue mm-hmm. crossing off names on her list.
1: I think, uh, I think it's a good way to think of it. Some people are saying, like, what kind of story is Game of Thrones going to be? Is it going to be like uh, Lord of the Rings, which ended famously with Frodo sailing off into the sunset? And Are we going to get that kind of ending for Arya? Uh, or is it this new darker tale that George R. R. Martin... And he has said that while Lord of the Rings is probably his biggest literary influence on the show, and he, he loves Tolkien, uh, he has made some deliberate moves to not make it this kind of Tolkien-esque allegory for the triumph of the human spirit. No, he wants to show the depths of human Human treachery. So, is he going to lean more into that kind of early in the books and early in the series? Uh, spirit of the show and allow for uh, characters to selfishly go after their ambitions, even to their own bitter ends. And for me, I think that's the direction Arya is going to go. Even though George R. R. Martin has said in the past that he's like, I always pictured Arya being there at the end of the show or at the end of the books. So I always thought Arya would be the one to survive. George, George. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're uh, the show there. doesn't have to go in the exact direction that George R. R. Martin had for the end. And even George R. R. Martin has said that the ending of his books will be very different from the show anyway. So I think the show will decide to end Arya's tale by having her go on some kind of kamikaze suicide mission, yeah. some assassination mission, and she then she well. gets her list complete, but then maybe has to write Ari at the top of the list and her final move and cross it out, yeah. and allows herself to expire. Uh
0: So I, I like that because it also is you know we we do a lot of there's a lot of movies out there about World War II. And it's kind of like every everyone so honorable, and you know m- maybe that's that's true. It was the the greatest generation. People referred to it that way, but that's not the story that we've come to know here, Definitely. right? It's people that are like, yeah, maybe I'll fight in your war, even though it's like clearly the biggest threat of of all time. Like Cersei is kind of like, uh, maybe not, right? Our characters have selfish motivations, and I think it'd be weird if they all were like, all right. Now we all need to join forces and and humans versus white white like that. I don't, that's not the show that he's, he's, or, well, that's not the story that George R. R. Martin is telling.
1: Yeah. I agree. All
0: right. So uh, she dead? I'm saying she dead. Is that what you're thinking?
1: Presumed dead. So uh, currently Philip and I have exact same bracket. All right. uh, Cersei dead. Uh, She got to die. Uh, well, I will divert for you just for the sake of this. I'm going to say Cersei survives, even though all my instincts are telling me that the show is going to kill her off. I think if I'm assuming that Arya is going to die, I think Cersei might survive. Just I think to they go down together, maybe. Ah, that's probably a better way to say it. Yeah, I want to write live, then. So I'm. You I'm do gonna, live. Uh, I'll do
0: die. Um, oh boy. Yeah, I don't. I could see that thing where like maybe she. Um, like somehow does survive, but then she has to like like hide her true identity because everyone hates her now, and she has to like be a commoner now and like mm-hmm. clean poop. Yeah, um,
1: cool. Uh, Sansa, this is a hard one for me. Yeah, this is tough because I I don't see a version of this show, but it just seems like that. The trajectory of the show in recent seasons has been to be like, oh no, no. Sophie Turner is a new star of this show. Get behind her. She's the able ruler, and I never win would... of the X-Men franchise as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't uh, the Game of Thrones that I know and love doesn't have. Uh, Sansa as like a surviving hero at the end of it. But it seems like the Game of Thrones that has been the case in Season 6 and Season 7 will allow Sansa to survive. Yeah,
0: I think she'll live On that's, I'll put live because I think that she'll be left with Winterfell and she'll have to keep uh, ruling over Winterfell. There's not really anybody else that's a, a good person for that. And Jon doesn't even really seem to want to. So if anything, even, maybe Jon gets the Iron Throne, but she's still the Warden of the North. Yeah. Uh, or Ward, De- Ward, Ward Lady. Of the, of the north, yep. there's, there's a different name for it. I don't remember what it mm-hmm. is. Uh, so I'll put live. Yeah, I'll put live as well. All right. So uh, we're just going to fly through some of these, uh, but we're, we're not going to commit to these answers, but let's just go real fast. Uh, I'll say, okay, so brand, live or die? I'm going to say die. I'm going to say live. All right. Uh, Varus? Varus. Die. Die. He was promised
1: to die. Jaime yeah. Lannister.
0: Ooh, Jamie, if his arc is complete of redemption, ooh, die. i say die for Jaime, yeah. Jamie. yeah. Uh, Theon, Theon Greyjoy, Joy, die. die. <laughs> Just please put that... that he's, he's the so Hamlet, Hamlet figure, his, right? And we've
1: d- described his arc as that of Hamlet avenging his father, whose uh, brother stole the throne from him. I don't and, know. Hamlet
0: yeah. didn't suffer this much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so die. Uh, Yara Greyjoy. Um die. I think she'll go down in in battle, probably uh, protecting Theon or something. I'm gonna say
1: live. I think I think uh, Theon and Yaron are gonna cancel each other out, and Yara will go on to become the rightful ruler of the Iron. Oh, that's not not a bad one. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, so Euron, I'm going to say, I don't think he's going to survive. I think he's going to have the sickest death in season eight. I think Euron's death is going to be disgusting and kind of like the Ramsey Bolton death of this season.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, kind of. He's kind of earned it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll put die as well. Uh, Samuel Tarly, I think, will live. Yes.
1: I think he has to be the one to uh,
0: tell the story. here. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there were, there's uh, so many names on this list. Yeah. I think we should just jump around jump a around. little bit uh, to ooh, Grey Worm. I think Grey Worm's gonna die. I think he's gonna die in the Battle of Winterfell and we're all gonna cry. Me too. I think Masande uh, either could also go down like at the same time, you know, yeah. a little Romeo and Juliet or something or yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then who else is interesting in here? Melisandre?
1: Um, die yeah I think Melisandre because it She's was in that sins. moment with Varys where she said uh, I will we, we'll see each other again or no she said that to Arya and I think Arya might be the one to kill Melisandre yeah that's a good point
0: point. and then uh, of the names left uh, of course again you guys can be filling out your own bracket uh, on guestthethrone.com. look up the Westeros weekly poll on there uh, but the last one I, I want to mention is I mean is the Night King still alive at the end of this thing
1: oh yeah see
0: I'm going to or, say or well, was he ever alive
1: <laughs> right right yeah. he's always been but as the, li- the life that he currently has I think will not be around at the end of the show I yeah. don't think I think die yeah okay Cool. All right. So you guys
0: should be filling out your bracket too. Uh, And we, again, we're going to give a shout out to whoever's doing the best on there. And we're going to give Eric's job uh, to whoever does the worst. I love Uh, this. Uh, um, But back to your Twitter Q&A questions. And this is, oh, God. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) The effects are so real. Look at the three eyes on this thing. This is a very specific uh, (laughs) (laughs) Simpsons-esque version of a three-eyed raven. Uh, Cool. So what's a, a Twitter question? This is a lightning round of Twitter. Questions yeah. by the way, you guys have sent it to us with the hashtag Westeros Weekly on Twitter. You can keep doing that. Here we go, Eric. Alright, this is
1: from uh let's see, Daryl Young, uh BZ asks, Business. A uh, business, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is Tyrion a Targaryen? Ooh, good question. All right. So
0: Tyrion's mother is uh, uh Joanna Lan- Lannister, right? Yes, and we know that she got like friendly with the Mad King, Aerys Targaryen, like r- like real friendly. Uh so There is rumors that they could have had an affair, Uh, and then on top of that, there's the fact that Tywin Lannister was not just so mean to him, but was always like, you're no son of mine. I mean, you might have meant that literally, and it would kind of be a nice parallel to Catelyn Stark's energy with Jon Snow, where it's this like, look, I'll raise you, I'll feed you, but I'm very aware that you're some other dude's baby.
1: Right, yeah. Or the, some other woman. I mean, and case. Tyrion, yeah. of course, led to her dying in childbirth, so there's really no way to know the truth, and, and now Tywin is dead as well, so we don't really know who, how he's connected. But some people are saying that Tyrion could be the third dragon rider. They said the dragon right. has three heads in that prophesied vision. Which,
0: but now there's not three dragons, so it's like right, not yeah, quite so as necessary. It doesn't necessary. work as neat. Also, yeah. maybe one secret reveal of a major character being a secret Targaryen the whole time might be a- already one too many, unless it's kind of yes. like uh, the Cylons of uh, Battle of uh, Battlef- Galactica. Galactica. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Uh, very different property. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but I don't know. Just because of the fact that Tyrion the Targaryen is like a f- stupid funny f- uh, thing to say to get the alliteration of that, yeah. they might do it. Like they did Drogon the dragon <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so it was right. Drogon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a typo. And it's like, yeah, I'll it, keep we'll it. We'll stick with it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not everyone can be a... Uh, Targaryen. Okay. Okay. Oh all right.
0: Let's see. Careful. Uh, flying and. Uh, I like raven. that this
1: thing probably already had two eyes. Were like, hey, <laughs> I, the third eye has to match the other two. I
0: like how good the Ravens are at hovering. Yes. Near, just right above, Not like, even flapping. Like waves. a
1: drone. All
0: right. This one's from uh, at Brian McDaniel Ashes. or uh, oh, No, sorry. This Brian McDaniel asks uh. Uh, Does Dario Naharis show up in season eight? Oh, that's a good Ooh. question. He's
1: one of these loose thread characters, kind of like how Gendry was and then showed up again. So will that happen for Dario? All right, well, we know that uh, Dario went off to join the second season. Sons a mm-hmm. team or an army of mercenaries in Essos when he left Danny and that he was left in charge of Marine uh, or he came from the Second Sons and then he used his buddies and all the combined forces to take charge of Marine and the Golden Company is now another uh, sellsword army from Essos that is making their way to Westeros to join the army of Cersei and help defend King's Landing and and whoever defeat whatever's left over so maybe he could show up with the Golden Company my like, feeling against is, against Danny though which yeah that's what's kind of crazy about it I think we're done with that character yeah, I think uh, we're done with that actor.
0: They'll show up, if he shows up,
1: it'll be a third actor. I mean,
0: this is where you get McConaughey in, finally. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the, all right, all right. You need you need right. another
0: cell sword. And, and now, as provi- promise yeah. you get an Animorphs oh, reference. Yes.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, Tobias. <laughs> I understand there's still a soul inside you. <laughs> How you did go. that show end? Didn't they ram the Visser ship? Yeah. It wasn't a show at that point. <laughs> two seasons and done. Hey, let's reboot Animorphs, will we? It's such a great project. You guys are here for Animorphs uh, yeah. breakdowns, right? You better <laughs> be. All right, this is from MAE fletch uh wants to know will we hear the night king talk Ooh, uh I, <laughs> I, don't think so. I
0: don't know i don't i don't know that i want it's like uh the if the jaws uh, jaws shark was his like his name was jaws yeah, Yes. The, uh but if it's like if he talked right if he was yeah. like such a uh, great threat you just kind of constantly see him and he's like i'm gonna eat you and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, like, yeah. you
1: know, we don't need that. Yeah. I kind of want him to talk at one point point. have a real silly sounding voice.
0: Yeah. Danny
1: DeVito. But a really
0: <laughs> solid rap uh, uh, oh, yeah. cadence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, this,
0: oh no. Another what's one. Next? Oh, man. This is a busy raven. <laughs> where are these How, ravens coming from? We oh, Twitter. I get it. Uh, uh twitter birds all right this one's from at dylan f mckinnon asks Ooh, man i kind of almost forgot about this at this point who wins Clagane bowl oh right yes so, uh clegane bowl uh, the race to the bottom of cereal bowl uh <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the mountain uh, and the hound yes. uh but no uh this, so this is just kind of the idea that these two need to fight each other they're brothers yes. they're uh they're tall uh and and anytime <laughs> the two, they two they tall brothers. Yeah, that's part We saw them important.
1: fighting in uh the tourney of the hand in the very right. fir- maybe not the tourney. It was yeah, it was the hand's it tourney. It was Submarine Ned but Stark yeah. back, yeah, a different actor playing him, but they fought to defend Sir Loras Tyrell, uh and the hound just got all pissed off because he lost the joust. And Cut it seemed like head that was the horse. first start of the battle, uh, because they had to go in there and, and uh and the king called it to a stop. But uh they made a promise, he's like, I'll fight you again someday, brother. And then, <laughs> and then he did uh yeah, I can't see me and right. then uh, he jumped out of the ring and then uh wrestlemania's got to be coming back at some point
0: right and yeah. if it's going to be the character arcs that we're kind of always all hoping for then it's the hound will win that uh yes. but also it's this show and the mountain is already like a reanimated corpse yes so i don't know it could be like like a really sad but truth but he might the mountain might win it
1: yeah yeah. I, I, I think in this case, it'd be best if they took each other out again. Yeah. Doing all battles. To be kind of like with Brienne and the Hound, where they, it was kind of a uh, standstill, a draw.
0: Basically. Yeah, a draw where the Hound's head gets crushed. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> a, a, like a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, let's see. All right. If you guys are hearing those kaka sound effects, by the way, we've paid a lot of money to get those real recordings. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. This is from at Monka S247. Asked, does and Hagar show up? Ooh, and Hagar. So the uh, faceless man who uh, gave Arya a coin that, that she's already used up. Yes. So she, he, he doesn't have that reason to show up anymore. Uh-huh. But does he show up in the events of Westeros? He's in Braavos, the last we saw. Mm-hmm. And dead, kind of, the last we saw. Right,
1: He was he's such a confusing guy. He's yeah. like, I'm actually alive. No, you've actually killed someone else. You've, he, he's never going to give you a straight answer to this one. There's also the mystery of like why was he in captivity in the first place when Arya first met him in season two, if he's supposed to be this badass ninja Unless assassin. Unless he wanted to be. Unless he wanted yeah. to be. So we don't really know what this guy's story is, but I think Game of Thrones has told as much of his story as this are going to tell in the show would be my guess i kind of hope we see him one more time but
0: it's a little bit like the fanboy part of me not right. because i think they definitely he's not will. as much of a
1: lingering loose thread as uh nemeria was when we were asking where did that direwolf go like we've had we spent a lot of time with him yeah you know.
0: though sick reveal like right at the end uh you know the night king is about to kill john and then said hands john his hand and helps him up and then takes off his face and it's been jock and hagar the whole time yeah. and they become buds oh man <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it should end that's you it. can have that okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh ah! oh, okay. that was a, a pained uh groan <laughs> from the tired? raven ah! <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from at @turtles tweets. Asks, "Will Arya finish her list? Ooh,
1: what do yes. you think?" we kind I of think yes. That. I think that is uh, the list I was promised. When when the bride in Kill Bill starts a list, you're setting up uh, your structure for your character's journey, and you got to get back. Yes, to Yes,
0: Chekhov's it. list. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, I think she'll at least get far enough down to it where we'll be down to one or something and then like we said like you know
1: the list might cost her her own life right it could be like a big uh, moral decision that she gets to at the end where she has to decide is finishing her list worth it she's down to one last list is killing Cersei or killing Melisandre or whoever else is on it uh and maybe that's the way her character grows beyond these past conflicts and turns into someone new
0: What's tough is that you uh, also she kind of has already done things like that, right? Like she left the Hound alive, but he technically was on her list. She'll probably uh, re-encounter Beric Dondarrion, who's, yes. uh, who's been on on her list. Melisandre. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe it won't be the exact version of the list that we were most familiar with, but she has some uh, depths to pay.
1: Yes, the yeah. list is going to come back for sure.
0: Yeah, I also like the idea that the dead people. Who, oh, sorry, one sec, Raven. <laughs> I just had a quick point to, to make. Uh, the, the Ravens uh hovering above yes. us. Uh, just I just think it's funny that if she does get through all the list and then. The Night King just reanimates everyone from her list. Oh, and she, yeah. oh damn it! Yeah, just yeah. Have to start all over Unfurl again. Roll the list. All right, Raven, bring it in. Yeah, caca. All right, <laughs> uh, dirty Raven. All right, uh, let's see. He's
1: a good Raven.
0: <laughs> damn, dirty Ravens. Uh, at I am Sandeep. Uh, SD asks, who will be the Shireen style? Oh no, the Edward Sh- Sheeran style yeah. uh, cameo this season. Uh, well, we could do both. We could Shireen Ed uh, Sheeran's character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uh, have the same end. Okay, so Ed Ed Sheeran was there because the actress that plays Aria is just a big fan of his music, so is it just like another British... Rockstar is going to be the, the cameo this season.
1: Oh, like uh, Coldplay? and Sons or something. Yeah. Uh, are they British? I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I kind of hope they don't. Like, a lot of late in the series shows do this. Like, Lost worked in some random cameos in the final season. They got Rob McElhenney to play one of uh, yeah. random island people. I
0: just remember that uh, uh, Sophie Turner, isn't she, like, going to marry Joe Jonas? Oh, is she? Uh, yeah. So life? that's my call. Joe, Joe Jonas. Jonas is going to show up as like a third uh, Stark-looking, Baratheon-looking, like black-haired uh, type guy.
1: Wait, what does Joe Jonas play like a post-puberty Rob Aaron at the end? <laughs> like, uh, oh uh, my, oh uh, my. Uh, uh, <laughs> you age up well <laughs> yeah, up in the area, don't you? Up in that uh, tower, yeah. yeah. But he's uh, still like a huge dick and very sickly <laughs> still
0: yeah <laughs> just an attractive uh, sickly yes uh and then uh what do we got what do we got craven here's another question from uh, let it go <laughs> ow <laughs> it's like uh attack me uh at snatch <laughs> snack huddleston uh asks uh who's brian gonna hook up with jamie or torment oh Ooh. i mean why you gotta be one <laughs> <laughs> why not both <laughs> yeah uh
1: Ooh. i think jamie's probably the destined way but man i hope torment gets a piece of the action
0: yeah, I mean, it feels like the kind of thing where it's like, if, if it were a different show, it'd be that thing like, like torment like, you don't want to die a virgin, do you? <laughs> you know, that kind of awkward conversation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know that she'll hook up with anybody, right?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's think think like, uh, shipping too hard. Let's just let her have her own journey where she doesn't have to settle
0: down. Yeah, something. I mean, uh, she might not be into men. Right? Really? she that's might have like true. respect I don't know
1: Yeah. all right yeah. If she's justice. a platonic connection with yeah. Jamie yeah. that may need to be all if there's thing.
0: any person that that it just would be perfect for she's already there it's Podrick he's the yeah. only man that's that can right. wield that
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah
0: uh, all right guys uh, thanks so much for watching and listening to Westeros Weekly uh, thanks uh, for subscribing to this right here the new Rockstar channel but also uh, again very important uh, if you subscribe to us on iTunes to the podcast version the Westeros Weekly podcast stream. It's not just this show. It's all of our Game of Thrones coverage. It's our theories. It's our Eric's breakdowns that are going to come in. And again, it comes out earlier on the podcast than it does on the YouTube channel. And by like a significant amount. So please, please, please subscribe to that. It also helps us a lot if we can uh, rank. It actually is pretty important for us to support the show. If we, if you ever see us uh, in iTunes podcast, if you go to uh, like all charts, and then go to TV and film. It's like a very small group. And then go to, like hosted by guys named Eric and Philip. Uh, <laughs> as long as we 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 rank high in that it helps us a lot to to support uh, this show so help us uh, rank and uh, share it with your friends because new subscribers is how it it ranks Uh, follow us on Twitter at New Rockstars tweet those questions to us you'll be in the show like this was and it'll be brought by Raven so it'll stop at your house get your question Uh, you submit via via Twitter too uh, at uh, hashtag Westeros Weekly on those that's how we find them how the Raven finds them specifically follow me at Fimo and at Philip Molina
1: yes oh you have two that's my Instagram and my Twitter Yes. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EA Voss. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. See you next week. Uh... I wet myself.